this is a business where sometimes, you know, it, um, it's up to a bunch of people that might not understand, you know, what a mixed race kid from Canada has to say. Look, if there's people who have regular jobs who are coming out in the rain, in the snow, spending their hard-earned money to buy tickets to come to your shows, you don't need this right here, I promise you. You already won. This podcast has been brought to you by a four-eyed production. And now, let's start the show. Right back in here. Culture Shop Podcast. Okay, we black like we never live, like we never live. Yeah, we black like we never live, like we never live. Okay, we black like we never live, like we never live. Yeah, we black like we never live, like we never live. Hey, cut the mic on, fist up right on, man. You have no idea. Looking for that inspiration, man. We have that right here. Yeah, we got that good word, just that culture shock for your ear. Here with Courtney B, your girl named Tiffany. We making history. Your favorite podcast is on the net. Turn this. Conversations about the culture that I bet that you love Just two beautiful black women pushing one black ass goal It's the culture shop, I cast it's about that time, now let's go Okay, we black, like we never live, like we never live Yeah, we black, like we never live, like we never live Okay, we black, like we never live, like we never live Yeah, we black, like we never live, like we never live If you ask me, I'm ready Okay, Alicia well, 15 Grammys, people was be sleeping on Alicia. People always sleep on the people who have, like, the most awards, like, dead serious. But that's okay, because she ain't losing no sleep. What, did she sound good? Did you did you hear? No. Huh? I didn't see it. I just got oh, that I last night. Saying, no, she didn't sound good. Oh, like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> you know Alicia uh, trains everybody. She does. I like Alicia. People yeah. be people be going in on her, but Alicia is very, very talented. She is talented. You have to give her that. Yep. All right, we ready? We ready. All right, what's up, y'all? We black like we never left. Happy Black History Month. Yay! Your president is an idiot. I'm a girl named Tiffany. And I'm Courtney B. And this is episode 51 of the Culture Shop Podcast. My president ain't no uh, idiot because my president is Barack Hussein Obama. He is my forever president. What's his name? Barack Hussein Obama. <laughs> Did you it's see with his neck movement? Beautiful wife at the Grammys, or those photographs of her at the Grammys. Yes, or her beautiful, tall, six foot tall She's self. A tall drink of water. She is so gorgeous, and I love her. I want to meet her. Lotus. Um, I tried to get tickets to her book tour. It just did not work out. I mean, they technically sell like Beyonce tickets. It's the craziest thing, but rightfully so. They were a tad bit too expensive on my coin. Right. Coint with a T. They was just too big. I just was like, Michelle, I love you. What is, what is too no. much for a Michelle Obama ticket? Because I know what we'll spend for a Beyonce ticket, though. <laughs> Look at that green on your back. <laughs> Michelle Obama ain't got no beehive. She does, we're supposed to be her hive. I am her hive, but until Michelle is going to get up. And hit a one, two, <laughs> a three, boom, four, cat. boom, cat. Okay. I'm saying a couple hundred dollars. It would be worth it. Yeah. But the prices I were seeing were in up above $500. But that was the resale. Same same concept. Yeah, so, you know, people do the same I, thing for concert you know, tickets. No. So Unless she's going to turn into Michelle Knowles. <laughs> <laughs> what? I love you, sis. I love you, Auntie Shell, but I can't spend $500. But it's no, not she, like we've never been in the same room as her, so... 
I actually hugged her when she came to Winston yeah. hugged her. So, I mean, I seen him before for free, and that people say I seen him free when they came right. back in the day. They used to be over at the. I same. seen him in the game center, girl. <laughs> girl, honey, I seen him mm-hmm, for free. That's how I remember Ti from back in the day. You seen him back in the day? Back, he used to be in Fayetteville all the time. I mean, I'm not from Fayetteville. Doing what, but I'm from Stanford. Just hanging. What was he doing in Fayetteville? I don't I he know. He was in Atlanta in the track on the west side. Then too, then too, there too. Uh-huh. But come on, you know everybody got connections in North Carolina. They do. Biggie used to be in um, Greens. What was it? Greensboro, Winston Salem, all the time. Tupac, all of them. Yeah, and you know Ti shot us out on that one song. He was like Kakalaki to New York. Yep. See. Yeah. So he loved the Carolinas. Everybody loved the Carolinas. Remember when he um, played uh, Frank's nephew in American Gangster, and job. they were they were from North Carolina, and so like he played the nephew that was from North Carolina, and he killed it because yeah. he knows the Carolinas. He has a good actor though. He was good in the Takers too. I don't think I saw that. With him, Chris Brown. Oh he my God! Brown. I did see that. That was, that was really good. Yes, and he did a good job. He's a phenomenal actor. You think that's on Netflix? I don't know. But that was a good movie. I gotta see that. That was Takers. a good movie. And he was good in ATL. Definitely good in ATL. He killed ATL. He did. I don't want to kick it with your skate with your nut. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my damn neck. Oh, yeah, that was little. Give me my damn necklace back. He snatched that necklace So pretty. Did you yeah. see her in Nipsey Hustle? We're gonna get there. I'm sorry. Okay. Yes, I did. Let me get back on track. So it's been a week. We had a bye week because I was out of town. Um, her use. Listen, I mean, you know, my frequent flyer miles, they looking good these days. I mean, out of here, okay? <laughs> Jet you set. should be in first class as many miles as you be ragging up. I mean, you know, just trying to keep it cool, you know, low key. <laughs> I would, but <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Um, But I did miss you. I miss you guys. I miss you too, boo. And I want to know, what have you been up to? Girl, I've been doing a little something here and there. Or whatever. Or whatever. Courtney be doing stuff. Um, but no, I've been like hanging out. Some friends came into town this past weekend. Um, I was able to go see if Bill Street could talk. Was it amazing? It was so good. I, I know it was. I wanted to go see it yesterday again, but the theater that I um was at they didn't have it. So instead of seeing that again, I watched What Men Want with I was getting ready to ask you if you saw that. So it was I, cute. Was it? It was really good. Taraji did good. Erica Badu did really well. It was a cute, you know, it's kind of like a rom-com almost. Yes. Yeah. Um, but it was really good. Taraji looked phenomenal. You know, she's being her funny, crazy self. And I also started watching a show on Netflix called um, Black Earth Rising mm-hmm. with the girl. Her name is Michaela. Think, but I can't remember her last name. I think her name is Michaela. But she was the star of the series Chewing Gum on Netflix. I love Chewing Gum. So she's the the main um, character, and that is the main character in Black Earth Rising. Okay, she's like she's English. Yes. Yes. Um, and it had um, she's in it. Um, and I can never think of his name. I just call him Uncle Dan. Dan from. From Roseanne. Uh, oh, oh. Okay. Yeah, he's in it. Um, and then there's some more people that I don't know who they are. Okay. But I, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I did not like chewing gum. Yeah. It, it, was, it has to. You have to have a certain taste for like that 
sort of comedy. Yeah, it to me it was just very dry. It was dry and it was kind of like I don't want to say that word because I feel like it's a derogatory word, but it was very it was just over the top and okay. extra. And I felt like she looked more silly than she did funny to me in my own opinion. Right. So I watched like an episode or two and then I was just like this just seems kind of clownish like I don't really want to watch this but in this series is she's act like series is a drama basically right and she does a phenomenal job she's so pretty what is the show that is on Netflix that's like really weird and every episode is something totally different it's like uh black mirror black mirror she's in an episode of black mirror where she does a really really good job but they're like in a video game it's kind of weird i liked chewing gum just because when i watch shows like that and i think this is becoming more and more popular anyway but it kind of showed that like <laughs> that whole concept that black people are not a monolith mm-hmm. so then you look at her and you look at this show and you look at the scenarios that she's going through and yes it's a bit obscure it's over the top however it really shows like, oh, like all black girls aren't this way or that way. Like they go through different scenarios like this. And I, I mean, I don't want to like say a scenario from the show because I don't want to give anything away for people who might want to watch it. But um, I think that's why, I, it, you know, I was watch attracted the to thing. it. I don't think I got a chance to watch the whole thing just because I'm always on the go. But So that's pretty much um, what I did. What did you do? So, two weeks, been gone. First week um, in San Francisco. Second week in Vegas. Uh, The weekend in between, got a chance to hang with my girlfriends and kind of laugh it up and have mimosas and do some planning um, for the year. And now I'm tired. (laughs) I did not win any money in Vegas. No money. No money. Um, But I did get a chance to. (laughs) Right. I did get a chance to see Monique. Momo? Yeah, my intentions were, and we talked about Monique several times on the show, um, but she's funny in real life, of course. Nobody's ever tried to take that away from her. She is really a queen of comedy. A lot of her show was centered around, you know, her real life. Um, There were some times where she really kind of stopped the comedic portion of it and just discussed, like, what she was going through at certain points, like, after Precious after winning the awards, mm-hmm. going through therapy, some things that were relatable, some things that were commendable, some things I was like, uh, I don't necessarily agree on, but I definitely appreciate her honesty, and she was funny. And the sad part is, after the show, we went to eat. The food was great. Came back. You know, this was my first time, like, pulling a couple levers, and I hung out in the lobby for a little while. I think she had a 7 o'clock and a 10 o'clock. We went to the 7 o'clock show. Mm-hmm. And when we got back, finally, I just went upstairs. And as soon as I went upstairs, it was out. Monique came through the lobby. Ah! Oh, as soon as you left, so yeah. you didn't get to see So her. one of my friends took a picture and like sent it to the group chat. Like, hey, look who y'all just missed. Piss! Did she get a picture with her? He got a picture with her, oh, he yes. Did. Oh, man. So, that sucks. I mean, you could have sent a text message like, hey, run downstairs. You might run into her. But no. Selfish. Selfish. Now, were you there for work or was this fun? Work. Okay, okay. I'm going to Vegas in March. Oh, you packing me? Yeah, come on. You want to go? I'm going. I need to pack because I don't know what I'm wearing. Nothing. Just. I ain't got nothing. Take like four dresses. I need a sugar daddy. I want one. Sugar daddy. 
<laughs> multiples. Multiples. Uh, yes. Gracious alive. You don't like, need a sugar daddy. You got this. Out. You don't need no help. Um, but other than that, that's just what I've been up to. I'm glad to be back in you guys' presence. Yay! We miss you, girl. I missed y'all, too. So, moving right along, you know, every week, we give you the good, bad, and indifferent. We tell you what's going on in the world, how we feel about it, and you don't necessarily have to agree, but I love when you weigh in and tell me, uh, your thoughts. So, another sidebar. I love when you when I get the text messages or when people see me in person and they want to tell me about the show. But, like, hit us up on our social media. We really want to engage with you guys that way. So, we got an email address. Like, come on, come on. I get so much in my DMs. Do you? But they don't post it to the to the page. But, yeah, I'll they get skirt. stuff in my DMs. Yeah, they like, skirt. Just post it on the page if that's how you feel. Like, go ahead. It's fine. Like, I will delete somebody's comments if they get rude with you. Right. Like, Say what you want to say. So I get a lot of comments. Say what you need to say. <laughs> I get a lot of comments in my DMs or just sometimes people tweet me and say, hey, you know, I like this episode or they'll say something to, to me that we said that was funny. And you know, sometimes I'm like, what are they talking about? Right. And it'll throw like, you off. Oh, <laughs> they're talking about something crazy that one of us said. So, I mean, we like that kind of stuff. So keep it up. Like, but post it. For everybody to see. Yeah. Because you guys' opinions matter too. Truly. All opinions matter. Especially the black ones. Especially the black ones. Okay, so while we were out, uh, first I want to give a rest in peace to, I said it like I was about to give a shout out. You did. So terrible. I want to give a shout out to the big homie. Right. I forgot and, you know, pour out a little Hennessy. You might for a real one. Yeah, for a real one. No. Um, rest in peace to Christoph St. John. Uh, for yes. those of you who had moms and grandmoms, nanas and babysitters who had you watching The Young and the Restless when you were young and restless. <laughs> <laughs> why not? Why not? Right. You know that Christoph St. John is Neil. Neil Winters. Um, yeah, Neil Winters. He played in that role since the early 90s. He died at the age of 52. What was it? Last Sunday, I believe. Mm-hmm. And... um. He's buried to his next to his son. They buried him next to his son. Yeah, I think Julian. He, he died by suicide from a broken heart. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause did you see what his last tweet was? Ooh, child, no. His last tweet was something like. Are we talking about Julian? No. Oh, you talking about his? Oh, okay. Yeah. You talking about Kristoff? Kristoff, where he said uh, something, and I'm paraphrasing, but it was something along the lines like. The pain of losing a child never ends until you join the child. That was his last. Gosh, that yes. is so sad. And so his son died, I believe, in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, he in 2019. So yeah. now they're very next to each other. Um, I also read an article that was saying his ex-wife um, was hospitalized after, you know, she found out about his death. So. Yeah, well, they have been going back and forth. I remember seeing an interview with them when I think they may have still been together right after the son died because they were um, attempting to hold the facility that he was at at fault because they took him to a mental facility to get help mm-hmm. in some kind of way he killed himself while in under co- their care. Yes. Wow. I did not know that. Yes. And so, you know, they were like, we sent him here to get help and thinking that he was going to be safe and protected 
and it was a complete opposite. Right. And I don't think that their family has, I mean, how could you? I, I just don't think that they've ever healed from that. Right. Um, and clearly, he hasn't. But the thing that, that tripped me out was like, he was only 52. So, I mean, he's been on the soap operas forever. Since he was a kid, basically. Yeah. Like, that's a long time. You said since the late 80s? Yeah, so yeah, maybe like his... Like, like almost my whole life, because I was born in mid-80s. Well, early 90s. Oh, early 90s. Like 90, okay. 91, something like that. Okay. So maybe Over he was... Years. Yeah. Wow. Him and Drusilla. <laughs> cute couple, though. They were so cute. Okay. So anyway, um, also, rest in peace to Frank Robinson, who played baseball. Mm-hmm. And he's the only player to win MVP in both leagues. He had 586 home runs, and he's the first African-American to become manager. He died February the 7th. And I saw a lot of people who, especially people who love baseball, like some of my old teachers from back in the day who follow me on social media or I follow them, and they were just posting about him and stuff like that. So definitely wanted to um, highlight him as well. All right. So, so many other things happen, good things, um, weird things, a few bad things. What you want to hear first? Good things. The Grammys. So, I didn't get a chance to check them out, obviously, because I was, I think, mid-air by then. Mm -hmm. But, Childish Gambino, for This Is America, um, won a Grammy. And it's the first time a rap song has won Song of the Year Mm -hmm. ever at the Grammys. That's pretty dope. It is. And that that, that video stirred was, up a lot of controversy. Yeah, so I, I'm not surprised that um that it did win, but I am surprised because of the of how the video was in regards to white people. Yeah. Cause you know, some not sometimes, a lot of times the Grammys don't take kindly to you telling the truth about yeah. white folks. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So I was surprised that that actually won. Right. PJ Morton, long overdue. Yes. We've yes. talked about him so many times on this show. You know, I love a good PJ Morton concert. I will go and go and go every time he comes. And, um, man, he can sing. Just Paul Morton Sr.'s son um, finally took home a Grammy. Mm-hmm. The Hamiltons took home a Grammy. Mm-hmm. Shout out to North Carolina. Uh, King Kendrick, of course, her took Best R&B Album Home. And Cardi B. Yes. Although, this is probably unpopular opinion. Okay. That first dress was horrible. Cardi's first dress? I'm trying to think. I don't remember the order. Like, it, it looked like... Did it have like a mermaid tail? Yeah, and it kind of looked like a like a oyster shell. she looked like a skinny skinny Ursula from the Little Mermaid. I did not like it. You know why I liked it? Because it reminded me of Beetlejuice. Like, I thought that they were going more for either, like, a Beetlejuice look. Who wants to look like freaking Beetlejuice? Not Beetlejuice, but the mom. (laughs) The mom from Beetlejuice. No? Courtney's shaking her head at me. I did not like it. Now, the second look, the white dress where she actually... Received Except the Grammy. She yeah. looked phenomenal. Right. But I did not like that oyster shell coming up out of the middle of it look. Now, that's that's just my own personal opinion. I did not like it. It looked it looked very costumish. It looked very uh 
high school costume ish. I feel like a lot of people's attire looked like that. I mean, I don't have an opinion yeah, on were, that were, either way. There, were, there was nobody who really stood out. There was nobody out. that I really liked. Yeah. I felt like that hat and that dress that J-Lo had on was... Child? <laughs> she looked like she was about to host the contestants in a bullfight. Like, I don't know what that was. <laughs> don't do that. Um, I just didn't like it. And I mean, you know, J-Lo usually wins, but I did not like it. I did think that Lauren London's dress looked nice. That yeah. white dress that she had on. Mm-hmm. No, no. Yes. Michelle Obama looked nice. I feel like Beyonce looked nice at the brunch. Child, we're going to get there. So, I mean, you know, there were some people that looked nice. Chloe and Hallie looked nice. Yeah. But I just did not like Cardi's dress. But I'm happy for her. She's worked her butt off. She deserved it. And she looks phenomenal receiving the award. Can I just say something about Chloe and Hallie since you brought them up right quick? Yes. So, I did not watch the Super Bowl, but did you see them singing America the Beautiful at the Super Bowl? And then, have you seen the clip of them singing Where is the Love at the Grammys? No, I haven't seen any clips. (sighs) Y'all, we have to post both of those. Them little girls can sing. Not to call them little girls. I mean, they're on grownish now, right? Watch out where I'm going. The album is I'm amazing. Gone. They can sing. You're already late to the party if you don't know who they are. They were made famous on YouTube. They've been signed by Beyonce. Um, she actually posted them last week to say she was proud of them after the Super Bowl. And Chloe, I think Chloe Bailey is the one that played little Beyonce on The Fighting Temptations. But, I think you've said that before. But I do have to say this because I don't want anybody to feel like, because this was, this was brought up, and I kind of felt like, well, yeah, we do do that. Like, everybody, or a lot of people, I'm not going to say everybody, but a lot of people fry Gladys Knight for performing at the Super Bowl, but then I feel like as, Member of the Beehive, I didn't say anything about Chloe, Chloe Halle. Halle. I feel like nobody should have done it. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Them. And I, I mean, I love. They know, killed the performance, is what I'm saying. But I, I don't agree. Like I agree with nobody that. Nobody should have done it. No, no, I agree with that. Um, we fry a big boy. Right. Same thing. Like I agree. Fry Travis Scott. I almost understand why they did it, but. I still don't like that they did it. Mm-mm. And I, you know, I feel like it was so deliberate. Look at the people that they got to perform for the most part. Right. And I know they're, and I just know like from their standpoint, they're probably looking at it solely like this is exposure. Right. That's why I said, I understand but, why they, I mean, but how much, okay. We the black, so black on, no clue. I was going to say on one Grunge. hand, like you opened for um, the Carters this year. That's exposure to me. That's exposure enough. Mm-hmm. You're on a television show. So, I don't know. Um, but I do. I will but, go uh, back and watch the clip. Just with regards to the talent level, I just came with them. And I think they were just in a, on a magazine. They were just in some magazine, and they just looked, um, they just look really good. They always yeah, look they really always good. Yeah, they always look good. They're, they're they're well put girls. together. Mm-hmm. The Carters. Did we mention that they won um, at the Grammys also? For Everything is Love, Best Urban Contemporary. Or alternative contemporary RB. I don't even know what that is. What is that? I don't know. Because they put Miguel in there. They put they put Frank Ocean in there. I'm like, what is that? You think they just dump? I, not, I'm not trying to speak negatively on it. Just wondering if they just kind of dump certain people. I don't know. I think they do because the majority of the... I don't even know who the, who the nominees were this year, but a lot of the... 
albums or artists that are featured in these R&B categories just in past years. Mm -hmm. They're not, a lot of them haven't really been R&B. That's true. That's true. So I kind of think music is in this space where nobody, it's like everybody is just like mashed up. Like everybody's doing everything. Right. So you can't. Unless you really can't categorize people at this point. Yeah. Because people are coming outside of the box, which is a good thing. But then on the flip side, I I guess you would have to reroute how you do the whole thing. Because that wasn't an urban contemporary. I'm just like, that's not what I would have classified that as. But what would you classify it as? Hip hop? Just straight hip hop? I don't know because (laughs) by definition then, a lot of other songs should be in the urban contemporary cuz i'm not i'm not saying it. it's urban it is urban it is contemporary so are they really wrong for putting this is i mean this is america everything is love in that bucket you know what i mean maybe they put them where they thought they would win which would be a whole nother subject for a different day or where they knew they could say, okay, they're definitely going to win. Because they've snubbed them. That's another reason why I didn't want to watch it. Because they've snubbed the Carters so many together times. and individually yeah. so many times. And we're not going to get on the fact that J-Lo up here doing a Motown tribute. So I was just like, you know what? <gasps> and they shaded Ariana. Or Ariana. Ariana. But then she shaded Cardi. So I'm just like, all of y'all can sit the down. Everybody can sit down. Because y'all stupid. Indeed. So, <laughs> and I, mean, I don't have the time nor the day. Like, I'm not watching that mess. You mentioned Alicia Keys. She paid homage to Hazel Scott at the awards. That was really dope. And we have posted in the past, like, a, a video of Hazel Scott killing the keys. I mean, y'all, killing the keys. So, I thought that was really good, especially in lieu of it being Black History Month. Um, What else did I want to say? Oh, we talked about this off the air, but I want to mention it. It cannot not be mentioned on the show. So, BET, what are you thinking? They're not thinking. I don't care if you're a team Cardi or team Nikki. Somebody over at BET just had one too many to drink while they were watching the Grammys, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, because they snubbed Nikki. Right after Cardi B's win. Mm-hmm. First of all, if I were Cardi B, I'd be like, I mean, don't even muddle my award winning by doing that. She did. Okay, she good. She made a video. She didn't say she didn't say anything about the award, but she just said, you don't have to pull other people down in order to uplift somebody else. She's right. like, I don't like that. Do not do that. Right. She made a video and said that. Well, that's good. I appreciate it. Um, I can't remember verbatim what they said, but I know you do. They said it was a, it was basically to congratulate Cardi for winning, um, was the best rap album? Yes. Um, or yeah, best rap album, the Grammy for it. And the title of the article was like, meanwhile, Nikki is getting dragged by her lace front. Why? Like, that was so unnecessary. Why? That and was now, so unnecessary. And now, because you were trying to be funny, you've lost not one, but two talents uh, for your show in the summer. Yeah, because Nicki Minaj and Lil Wayne both backed out, but Nicki put out a statement and said Young Money in its entirety will not be performing at the BET yep. con- summer concert series. 
And I don't blame them. I don't either. Because BT, y'all are not TMZ. Right. We we don't we don't need that's that energy not what from we're me. expecting from you. No, you're not the shade room. You're not um Hollywood Unlocked. We don't we don't <laughs> need that from you. Stay in your lane. Right. Okay. Mind the business that pays you. And it's not being shady on face on the Facebooks here's and the Instagram. Here's the other thing. I, I had already made the statement about BET and how I really think that they're trying to get back to a point where their content is something that we strictly come to their network for. Like, I do want to see BET win, although, you know, who owns it and management and all of that has changed over the years. But still, if I was going to get some from somewhere, I'd want it to be black entertainment television, right? Oh. No, I want my pause. TV one. Fact. Or TV one. Fact. Mm, Definitely yeah. TV one. Because BET is not for us. I forgot what I was going to get to say. I don't know what you're about to say, girl. I can't read your mind. I can read. Courtney be mind reading. No, you don't. You just said, you know what? Anyway, um, did you see, it's Jordan Peele. You know I love Jordan. And mm-hmm. so did you see that he's going to do the um, Rod Serling, um, the Twilight Zone? Yes, I did. Yes, yes. The levels. So, Twilight Zone, the original, had like a good six-year run in the late 50s, early 60s. And it's still something that was on repeat for the longest time. Like, I feel like if you were an 80s baby or like even early 90s, like, you know what the Twilight Zone is. And it captures your attention. Great storylines. But, yeah, the levels of excitement to know that. I mean, that's a, a a role he could definitely kill. I cannot wait to see it. That's going to be good. Anything I feel like that he's a part of is going to be good and weird. Yeah. Good and weird. Good and weird. Yes, which is, I like good and weird. So, I'm interested to see it. Um, Kind of, the Twilight Zone is creepy. Yeah. So, it's, now given the special effects and the technology that... um cinematography has i know it's just gonna be some weird shit fact some just crazy shit but it's gonna be good though so we'll keep you guys posted on that um jay-z and beyonce the rock nation brunch black excellence times 1000 times 1 million times infinity those black people look so good and so happy um I just could not. Like, what was your favorite? I could not. I, I could not. <laughs> Beyonce looked good. Diddy looked good. Um, Nipsey look good. Hussle looked good. Jay looked good. Everybody looked good. Michael B. Jordan, I think, celebrated a birthday, birthday. recently. Yeah. Um, everybody and their mother. Your mother. You want to talk about people's mothers? Ah, you want to talk about people's <laughs> Everybody was Everybody good. Did you see Jadakiss? No, I didn't. I don't. I mean, it, he, he doesn't his, stand out. He let his hair grow out, and I'm like, no, go back to being bald because that hairline is it's more like a scare line. Okay, I was like, back some, and he was trying. I don't even know. It's like it's, it's there, <laughs> but then it goes back. I mean, my I, God, Courtney, your statement just caught up with me. <laughs> oh, a scare line, yeah. yeah. I don't know That's what he was mean. doing. It was awful. I'm like, Jada, just just shave it. Just go back to the pill because <sighs> we, I mean, people was frying him in their comments. I was just, but he deserved it because he knew that that looked crazy before he stepped out there like that. Right. Just say no. <laughs> just say no. Like, let it, just say no and let it go. 
I want an invitation to the Rock Nation, the the fourth annual Rock Nation brunch. Girl, just call Beyonce. You know what? You're right. I don't know what I was thinking. Or Miss Tina Warren didn't get you in there. My sweet self. Um, speaking of Jay-Z and Rock Nation, so I read an article saying that he was offering to support um, legal assistance for 21 Savage, so he ended up paying for his lawyer. Which I don't understand. In indicating that he needed to be reunited with his kids and his family immediately. Which I don't understand. Okay, talk about it. So, it's... 21 Savage still in uh, ISIS custody? I think so. Okay. Um, not saying that I don't understand why he was arrested or de- not arrested, detained, detained mm-hmm. um, because he's on an expired visa, which I think that he had tried like four years ago to, or it's it's been in the works for four years of him trying to get it renewed and what have you. I mean, I, under- I understand that. You, you have a target on your back. You're black. You're all over in TV and spotlight. Right. You know if your stuff ain't right, no matter what it is, they're going to come for you. Right. So that's not what I don't understand. What I don't understand is, like, y'all, the younger generation, y'all have to respect y'all's elders because the same people that y'all be talking about, I mean, you could end up right in a worse situation because this is, 21 Savage was just going on Bone Thugs and Harmony talking about y'all broke, y'all ain't got this and that. But you don't have five hundred thousand dollars for a lawyer, right? What are you doing with your money? But you calling everybody else broke, and but you have record label that is having stripper bowls and throwing out millions of dollars is saying that they want people to donate for your lawyer. Where is your money? Where is your money at? That that's why I'm like people get so caught up in these. And these personas and these images and what they think people have, you didn't even have five hundred thousand dollars to get you a lawyer. Right. So, I that's what I don't understand. Where where are these? Where is your money at? If you're doing all this touring, you quick to call other people broke. You got these jewelry, these chains, sh- flashing money, but you ain't got money to get you a lawyer. Right. Jay Z had to come in. Once again. And save the day. <laughs> save the day. And this is my thing. Like, I think that it's an unfortunate situation, what he's in. But I can still laugh at memes. Like, people was like, y'all should be laughing. Some of those memes were funny. I, maybe I didn't see them then. Some of those memes were funny. Because it, it just some of them were funny. Like, it's unfortunate. But, I mean, I laugh at everybody. Like, I, la- I mean, I, I giggle. I kiki. Right. Do I understand the seriousness of what he's going through? <laughs> yes. But you're not going to see and tell me that I can't laugh. I can, maybe I, I just need giggle. to see them then. I can giggle. So, I don't care. Like, y'all need to stop. If you that concerned, donate to his <laughs> lawyer and run for office so you can help, you know, work on immigration reform. Don't tell me I can't Kiki. Because then I'm, I'm going to laugh at you. Who is Kiki. King, King, do you not? Know? Well, Kanye said it was Kim. Well, on that note, um, <laughs> that's what he had said. I heard, I heard what you said. He had said, but speaking of Kiki, did you see what Drake said when he accepted his award for God's Plan? No, was got, this like, was this at the Grammys? Yes. You mean did he get cut off? Yeah, because he started talking about how like if you you know can go back to your hometown and people love you if you can take care of the people in your circle your family if you're proud of yourself 
you already won. You don't need this. Mm-hmm. Talking about the Grammy. And they snip, snip. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, people don't like when you snip, tell the snip. truth. People don't like when you tell the truth. But all the, all you do by doing that is highlight the message even more. So Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, shout out to Aubrey for, you know, coming through. We got that beard. I've been all right. Okay, in the gym. <laughs> okay, I see you light skin. I see you. Right. Uh, talking about light skin. Look at you. Speaking of light skin. It's y'all brown people that can't be talking about me. But uh, I can talk about him. Yeah, I talk about you if I want to, and I'm just as brown as they Double come. Double standard. Because Speaking. if I start talking about you, you going to say I'm all kind I'm of colorist. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. All kind of colorist and stuff <laughs> like that. Speaking of um, light skin, Jaleel Aday, do you know who he is? Who was about to say a bad word? Yeah, I know who he is. So he plays, for those of you who don't know, he plays for the Los Angeles Chargers. And he's under scrutiny because his wife, who is Caucasian, um, posted a video of him on her social media saying, like, at a brunch or a lunch or breakfast or whatever it was, and basically toasting and saying, cheers to more light skinned babies. And so... The people, I'm sorry. The people are mad. I'm not. Um, I'm not mad. I just kind of rolled my eyes yeah, when like, I saw it. I'm like, like, I know plenty of men who are like this. And it's a lot of black men who are like that and not even married to nobody white. They just married to super light-skinned people. Right. For that same purpose. But I, I, I do understand, like, it's, where I've seen people say, like, can you imagine being married? So, I wish I could pull it up, but I don't know where I saw it. But the concept was, can you imagine being married to a man who doesn't like himself so much that he thinks that having light-skinned babies is better than just having healthy babies or, like, brown babies? And then, on top of that, like, how can you be, okay? like, imagine yourself, like, posting that and being okay with someone who potentially then, based on that statement, fetishizes you, cannot get that out. It's the braces, forgive me. But... That was a valid point. Yeah, it is a valid point. And but that's that's what they do. Like I I But also think a lot of them are okay with being the fetish. They are. Because they still benefit no matter what. They benefit no matter what. Um, just like, you know, people have said in the past couple of weeks that, you know, that's a status symbol and this type of, you know, it's just sick and my thing is, anybody who hates themselves so much that they don't want their own child to look like them. Or their not, mama. Or their mama, or their daddy, or their sister, or their brother is not somebody that I want to be all up in my face. Right. Because clearly you got some problems. And then when I seen him, I was like, well, don't nobody want you no way. Well, here's the thing. I, I, I can't promise you I haven't said that same thing. But at this point, it's not even about whether or not we want them. More than it's about perpetuating a certain thought. Or thought process, right? So, if you're like that and your your wife is okay with that and then you guys are having children... They're telling them then that. You're, whether they're saying it directly right. or just, you know, encouraging that. And then they go out into the world and make statements like... Uh, I won't repeat some things that I've heard, but just like I've heard people who are fair-skinned like... Praising themselves in public or yeah. or like in relationships and continuing to bring up like that they're good looking because they are lighter or fairer. And it's just weird. And 
it's a cycle and it's I'm gross. I'm about two people right now who got mixed, mixed chick and all this in their bio and don't look no more mixed than <laughs> I do. And I'm like, but where is this? Right. Because, honey, you need to take the the flat iron and the hot comb to them edges just like the rest of us. Right. Where, sis? Right. If you have to shout it out from the mountaintop, mm-hmm. like, what are you talking? Like, sometimes, girl, you black. Sometimes I think, like, um, I'll never forget. I think we were having um, something at, at our house, and maybe it was like a fish fryer cookout or something like that. And there was a new person that was coming over, and they were being described by everybody like, Oh, you know, she this and light skin and she got these kind of color eyes and blah, blah, blah. So I'm thinking like this girl is going to walk through the door and look, have a certain look. And she looked just like, I mean, not just like you, like, but you know what I mean? Like same skin tone, like about the same height, same hair type. And it's like, she black, blackity black, black, black. Yeah. But I could tell. Based on my interaction with that person over like a couple meetings that over her lifespan, people probably told her like, oh, girl, you this, you that, because she behaved that way. And, you and it was disgusting. Right. And you will still it was catch disgusting. Hands, sister. <laughs> okay. So. Sister, you will still catch these hands, so don't get out of line. Just my spin on it. Um, I know who we did not talk about, Liam Neeson. I just want to bring it up right quick. I don't know if you heard, but he was um, being interviewed and he was discussing this scenario. Well, talking about how he draws on an experience from his past whenever he's filming um, or he's in a new role. And he was discussing this time where he was going around basically looking for a random black man to harm or kill because his friend had been raped by a a black man, allegedly. Allegedly. and people were really coming to his defense. Now, let me tell you something. I had loved me some Liam Neeson. I haven't. I like his movies. Uh-uh. I think that he he plays in um, some epic films. Like I, I think sometimes when people are watching some of these movies, they don't even know that it's him because of the makeup. But like he plays in epic films, and I love epic stories. Um, and what's that movie where his daughter got... Oh, Taken, duh. So I like Taken 1 and 2. But how you're not going to defend. I'm sorry. You are not going to defend someone saying that they were just looking for a random black man to kill. You're just not going to do it because you sound and look stupid and are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I posted a clip from The View with mm-hmm. um, Sunny Hostin. Mm-hmm. She's actually a former, a formal, little, 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 former federal po- prosecutor right. of sex crime. She's like real, like real life SVU. Um, but she is a co-host on The View, and she basically said that what is what makes it disturbing is because, for one, why are you still drawing on that specific exactly. information 20, 30 years Exactly. Later? Number two. So you still feel that way, you hey? You still feel that way whenever you have to, that's that's what you chose to, to draw on. Right. Then, if somebody hurt my family i'm gonna want to go hurt that, that person. person not just anybody that looks like them because then that's how we get emmett tills right and in those situations where some 
angry white man goes out and just says, I'm going to kill me a black person. And then somebody's daddy, brother, uncle, cousin, son don't never make it back home. So to me, that means you just wanted to kill a black person because after you did that, you would have been fine. You didn't have to get the person who was guilty. To protect some white lady's virtue. I'm done, son. Allegedly. Because you, you know. we don't even know right. if that is. You know, because I seen Rosewood and I know it was a real story. And once again, Whoopi Goldberg comes to anybody that's an actor. She comes to their defense about, well, I know him. Okay, I girl. Who you know, you ain't in his innermost thoughts. You ain't Taraji on what men want. You don't know, sis. <laughs> the man, has, the man has said. That is what he had done. Right, he said what he said. So why are there you was the, no inferences to be made? He said what he said. Like, I don't think he's a racist. What constitutes racism then? <sighs> Trash. So, uh, Liam don't have to worry about me. Yeah, he don't have to worry about me either. And I was a fan. So, like, where Courtney B did not see it for him anyway necessarily i did and but but anybody who knows me knows once i i can turn you off now if i don't like what you're standing for i don't care how much i liked your food yeah your movies your music like if i really don't rock with you then i'm done yeah so, so there i am so i want to um you want to talk do you have anything else first because i want to say something good and something bad no which one is it? Well, before we get there, so have you seen American Soul or Boomerang yet? I may watch American Soul. I don't know how I feel about this Boomerang stuff. Okay, so by name, if it if Boomerang were just supposed to be like a reboot, I wouldn't want to see it. I think it's totally different from the movie Boomerang. I think okay. they just called it that, and Halle Berry is involved as an executive producer, and so is Lena Waithe. Um, but just from the pre views that I was able to see or parts of the show that I was able to catch in passing while I've been working, it looks really, really good. And it doesn't look like it has anything to do with Boomerang the movie yeah, at all. Yeah, as long as it doesn't have anything to do with that, I can give it a try, but I, I'm not here for all this remake stuff. Yeah, it's not a so. reboot. It's mm-hmm. not a reboot. So um, let's try to catch that and then you know we'll talk about it. American Soul, I saw the first 20 minutes on, so it came on the same day as Boomerang, which was this past Tuesday, didn't get a chance to catch it when it came out, Um, and I saw the first 15, 20 minutes of American Soul, the story of Soul Train, basically, Mm -hmm. it is so, what I saw was good. I heard that Kelly did really well. Yeah, Kelly Rowland is in the movie, Um, I saw a lot of stars like on BET talking about it, and just talking about um donnie and i heard that it's really good so if you guys get a chance to check that out go support that yeah kelly has a new song out what but does and it I come attached to an album and i, I don't think okay. so it may have something to do with with that show okay the name of the song is crown and it's about like hair. oh yeah her hair yeah. like her crown and glory yeah. i do remember seeing her post about it she just had a birthday too yeah, so I mean, I don't know. Like, what's what's up with that? I don't know. Why are you doing all this? I just want your album, girl. Yeah, like, what's, what's I just on? said that the other day. Do not let Solange and Beyonce catch you, Kelly. We want the album. We really do. Um, Being Mary Jane. Yes, coming back as a movie. It's the the finale is gonna be in movie form, and I see the previews and. 
um, Mary Jane is like standing in front of the mirror with her wedding dress on. So apparently she's finally Ooh, about to get down somebody's aisle. Okay. But I, I just hate that that's going to be it because yeah. I felt like that was a really good representation of what it means to come from a black family and just be and be really successful and the weight that comes with that success. Yeah. When you're single and have no children and looked to for to fix everybody's problems. Girl, because it's you this time. It definitely wasn't me. I turned my phone off. You're right. Cuz I didn't want to be rude to our listeners. Why did that happen? Cuz they're going to drop that in the comments and say a girl named Tiffany need to turn her phone off you in know the middle what? of the show. That's a fact. It was me. I accept full responsibility. I set my alarm. This is what I woke up late this morning. Because my alarm didn't go off. And you know why? Because I put PM instead of AM. My bad, you guys. are too busy in that. I know you not. I know as many times as your phone went off on this show, you did not just go there. Moving right along. I see. She tried me. I never get to try me. You know I love you. I'm just messing with you. Indeed. Um, Okay. So, now that we've gotten through that, do you want to hear something negative or something positive i really don't want to hear anything else negative but the world we in trump's america just about everything is negative so just lay it on me you sure i'm sure because i still got to go in no i changed my mind i'm I'm gonna say something positive because then we have to have a conversation that is centered around something negative and i want us to find some positivity in it okay okay you want to know what touched my heart this week that darn russell Wilson. Oh yes, girl. Let me just, tell you something. I was just talking about him earlier, girl. People were saying that he corny, corny where? Corny where? It's. I said. I've, I, I've always said this. Like, if this is what corny looks like, then sign I'll sign your girl up. Um, he is a a dual athlete. He could have went to the NFL or the MLB. He's won Super Bowls. Yep. He takes took care of that of, of her son that was not his and loved married her, her loved her bought her masters back bought her a um, listen so russell wilson gifted sierra her original masters to kick off her new label the label she started technically in like 2017 is called beauty mark entertainment and level up was actually the first song to come off of mm-hmm. that um label beauty mark beauty Beauty Mark, Beauty Mark Entertainment. Okay. I don't like that. He okay. bought her original masters and gave it to her in her name. Mm-hmm. Not like, oh, he bought it and he has control of it and they're married. He bought it in her name and gave it to her. Mm-hmm. I saw a meme today. Um, well, no, I saw a status today that said future would never. And there's a picture of Russell and Sierra standing next mm-hmm. to each other. And he's looking into the camera and the um, meme said he's looking directly at future yeah. in this picture. I don't understand, like, how you go from how is basically marrying an elite quarterback that's won Super Bowls, that's married you, has kids with you, loves you. They they have a, um, I think they started, like, a, a library for kids who can't afford, like, to buy books and stuff. Like, they do a lot of charity for the hospital. Like, how is this too corny? But Future isn't. And meanwhile, going around having babies with every freaking 
I want to say Tom Dick and Harry, but you know right, what I, I know mean. What like, you mean. come on now, how was how was she? How was he corny? My thing is the very first time I heard somebody say it, it was just a testament to like what we value, and by we I mean the collective, because. Like I always say, I've always liked nice guys. Now, they might be showing me their representative and not really be nice. But I'm saying, like, I'm attracted to nice, and I know a lot of other women who are. So, I I just don't understand how, I mean, corny in that, like, tells corny jokes, like, to laugh. Like, okay, I get that, but I still don't see it as a negative. Like, corny can't carry a negative connotation then. Like, what is corny? Good child. But because anyway. Because he, he, he chose to love a black woman out loud mm-hmm. in y'all face. That's a word. In spite of what all y'all got to say and whatever else is going on, that makes it That's important. a word. He chose to love a black woman out loud. Please. Russell me, please. <laughs> I like it. Russell. Hashtag that. Russell, Russell me, please. please. Um... But yeah, shout out to Russell. Shout out to Sierra. Congratulations, girl. That prayer obviously works. Yes. Sierra prayed that good prayer. Mm-hmm. She laid on the altar for that one. Had to. Oiled it up. Every day. Every day. Oh, shout out. Fasted all of that. Oiled it up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, um. Negative? Yeah, I just. I needed to take a deep breath. Why? Because I want to know what America's obsession is with blackface. White supremacy? Okay. <laughs> everything. So, what you say, everything. White supremacy. Blackface, by definition, is a form of theatrical makeup used predominantly by non-black performers to represent a caricature, a caricature of a black person. And I just, 1800s, minstrel, blackface, it really is just indicative of that whole institutional racism Mm -hmm. that we have going on here. Um, If you guys remember the original Birth of a Nation that they played in theaters, um, that they kind of used to scare white people saying, you know, that black men were out to rape their women. Um, It was a a movie without words. I mean, it had the words across the screen, but, um, and music, but no speaking. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, done with blackface. Blackface is usually used to make us seem like we're lazy, um, to highlight promiscuity, um, to say that they're loud liars and thieves, um, rapists, etc. And I just, it's, it's, it's racism 101. It's like racism basics, like painting yourself black, painting your lips, you know, dark red or pink, big pink, leaving your eyes, leaving a little bit around your eyes so you can see that you're white, um, that greasy look and... Uh, how people are continuing to make excuses for blackface or try to explain it away is just beyond me. So a few things have happened, and I really just want to get your take. I know where you stand, but I just want to talk about it because it's been bothering me 
especially since I hadn't been able to get it off my chest because we hadn't been here because of the bye week. So in Virginia, so many things have happened in Virginia these last few weeks. And in reality, I've heard several people say this. You really can throw the whole Virginia away. Mm -hmm. And all of y'all non-offenders. Virginia and the West one. Both of them. Okay. Both of them. Because West Virginia is over there. The Terrible. Have eyes. Listen. And then they over here black babies. I just. Throw that whole section I'm not going to do it. Not after dark. I won't just, do it. Just throw that whole part away. So Virginia Governor Ralph Northam, in his yearbook, there's a yearbook that surfaced. Them bushy, thick-ass eyebrows. Medical, like, look at him. Medical school yearbook. What makes me so mad about this guy is that, not him necessarily, but there are other people that are like, yeah, but he's a great guy. I digress. Let me move back a little bit. What ma- what what frustrates me the most about it is that he did it, and the fact that this was in medical school. That's my point, girl. We're going that's there. What, that's what I dislike. This is his medical school yearbook. There's a picture of one student in black. I mean, in this full on blackface, y'all, and then another student in a KKK robe. And first of all. He's saying that he doesn't really remember it. He came out and tried to apologize for it. Never said which one he was. Mm -mm. So we don't know if you were in the KKK robe or in the blackface. And your medical school yearbook, people, I'm telling you. So when we're saying like there are racist doctors, there are racist police officers, there are racist lawyers, there are racist judges. How do we expect to get the care the proper care as black people when I don't know if in your medical school yearbook you wore blackface or a KKK robe. Mm-hmm. And then I walk into your office, Dr. Northam or whoever, you know, whoever else is in the photo. And I'm expecting to get the same kind of care that Cindy Lou Who does. <laughs> so, you know what? This is the first apology that really infuriated me. Like, there are some people who come and they won't apologize. There are some people who apologize and they don't sound sincere. In his apology, he sounded sincere, but it still sounded like a PR apology. And I just kept thinking, like, at what point? Like, who gets to apologize and we move past it and who doesn't? Because I could not accept this. He was basically saying, you know, this is not indicative of the person that I'm paraphrasing. But this is not indicative of the person that I am today. And he did an interview with Gail King. I don't know if you saw this. But I'm quoting him where he says, we are now at the 400-year anniversary, just 90 miles from here. In 1619, the first indentured servants from Africa landed on our shores in Old Point Comfort, what we now call, what we call now Fort Monroe. And while, and she stopped him and said, also known as slavery. Like, indentured when did we become servant. indentured? Indentured servants existed, Right. You tried to call slaves. And, and so when I saw this, because this is two separate things, I know I'm just going off and I'm, I'm going to let you talk. But when I saw it, I said, this narrative, because it's not the first time that I heard a white person try to diminish what slavery really was, like capturing, selling, killing, throwing overboard to the sharks when there wasn't enough food on board, chaining um, pregnant women in, in the bow, you know, giving birth in the bottom of a ship, beating, whipping, lynching. They right. want to, yes, they want to take all of that and, and whitewash it 
and make it seem like we came here on our own and that we worked for a certain dollar amount, maybe not as much as the other people were making, but that we came of our own volition. And that is just not what happened. But they're going to continue this narrative until they finally whitewash it. We have to teach our children. We have to teach our neighbors' children, our nieces and nephews. Like It is an important conversation that has to continue to go on and on because the minute they can slide in and make sure that even our kids go to school and believe that we were indentured servants, then it's going to turn into, I don't know why black people are complaining. They literally don't have anything to complain about. They came here because they wanted to. Right. They were immigrants. That's one thing, too, when they start calling black people immigrants. I'm like, what are you talking about? No, we were slaves. We were captured like cattle and brought here. Um, I just, I could just pull every strand of my hair out. I'm so sick of it. I just feel like, we need a, we have to hold everybody to the same standard. Yeah. If that will if he if this was a Republican government official, right. Everybody would be like you got to go. Exactly. You have if to that's resign. That's the other thing. Like um, why why didn't they call for his reg- resignation right away? So that that's the first thing. Is he needs to resign. Um and the last thing is you you know that any time you paint your face black, it is a problem. And as old as he is, he knew exactly what he was doing. Because my thing is, if you didn't think that it was racist, why are you with somebody dressed like the KKK? Exactly. Standing next to him, grinning. So, I, I don't have any sympathy for it. He or needs vice to versa, because we don't know which one technically and he so, was. And if it's not that bad, why, why won't you say which one you were? Right. And this was in, what, 84? This was in the 80s. Two years before I was born. Right. That was really not... In the whole scheme of things, it really wasn't that long ago. ago. You mean to tell me that in that amount of time you have turned turned over a new leaf? Do I believe people can turn over a new leaf? Yes, I have seen it happen. But what was the defining moment then? What was the major uh, life event that happened that made you not racist anymore? Mm -mm. And... The thing is, the way that even now, like, these younger kids are still doing it at these frat parties and stuff, they are learning it from their parents. Exactly. They 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 have seen this somewhere, and they think that it's okay and it's funny. Mm-hmm. And clearly, this that's how you know is because this his old ass was back. I mean, he's old now. He wasn't old then. But, right. I mean, he was doing it then. Right. So, he had to see it from somewhere. And it's just, it has continued because... For, for a long time, we weren't granted access to their private things and what was going on. But we have them now. With cameras and Snapchat and all this stuff, we're still seeing it because this is what they are being taught at home. That this mm-hmm. is funny and that this is okay. Like, you don't see us going around putting chalk on our faces saying we're white. Mm-mm. Like, wh- why would we do that? It's funny because Nick Cannon, that you say that because Nick Cannon just did like a post in whiteface and he was like... uh uh, are, are you offended now? Like, it looks stupid, don't it? Mm-hmm. Or whatever. And I was like, yes, actually it does. Like, not only them. So, it goes, it speaks to, like, a broader issue. Because um, I think I read an article just last night that was saying there's a 1979 Chapel Hill, just to bring it yes. closer to home, yearbook. Um, and they got, they got pictures of blackface in there as well. It's right here in North Carolina, so... I mean, a school that I particularly love. I almost went there uh, for college. So 
And I don't want to end this conversation without mentioning some of the brands that you guys love so much. You, not me, because I could care less. But Gucci has gotten, um, you know, some steam in behind that mask, the face mask that they've just come with, the winter face mask. It's all black. It's got the red lips, and it's got... um, a white girl wearing it you know in the promo and then like prada with the monkey clips for the purses or the belt loops and stuff like that and i don't know if you've seen this but there are a pair of shoes they are Katy perry brand shoes they are black and they have the white eyes on them and like where the uh toes are are like red lips those those shoes have been pulled, but if you Google it, you can still Google but the image. She fire. She gets on my nerves anyway. I know you don't like her. It's it's some about her anyway. I I and I used to really really like her, but she's she's a little bit sketchy to me anyway. But I feel like those bigger brands mm-hmm. they know better. Of course they know better. It's like publicity for them at this point. But they don't even need the publicity. They don't, they're Gucci, they're Prada, like, what, what's the point? Like, are you, at this point, I'm like, are you doing it to be funny? Yeah. Because. And they know that black people are still going to buy it. Do we buy Gucci and Prada like that, though? Yes. Yes, Gucci, Dapper Dan, yes. Black folks love some Gucci. Gucci, Gucci, Louis, Louis, Fendi, Fendi, Prada. Yes, they do. <laughs> they buy it. <laughs> Do your hands like that. I wish I could see her. Yes. <laughs> yes, they buy it, sis. I'm just so flustered because at the end of the day, like, I know that I have some peers that would say, well, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're not going to stop or you don't know what other brands are doing. And, and what about ism? What about, we ain't talking about what we're talking about what Gucci and the, Prada is doing. The right moment now. that you find out that someone really does not care about you and they just want your dollars, isn't that the point where you stop spending your money with them? You would think. Or you like you're think. supporting their racist views. Like, oh, it's okay. You know what I'm saying? You think I'm a nigga. It's okay. I'm fine, Rihanna stuff. Right. I just buy her stuff. Y'all wanna y'all I'll just buy Rihanna stuff. I was talking about Rihanna last night, just saying like that girl is having so much fun. She has figured out like, oh, I can make more money and not tour. Tuh. Not saying she'll never give us another album, but she's winning and I'm so proud of her. Why is she making all that when she making all that money? Tangent. Um, but just wanna Right quick, go back to the whole blackface, the whole KKK thing. I don't want anybody representing... So, let me phrase it this way. This goes back to the whole... In government, if you are someone who votes, you must, you must do your research Mm -hmm. and vote for the candidate who has your best interests at heart until we can figure out another system that just works better, if ever. Because this this guy, the governor of Virginia, Ralph, is not a Republican. Uh-uh. And so, if you go and you're voting straight ticket, sometimes you're getting a Ralph Northam yeah, who wears blackface or KKK in his and it's not like he was so young he didn't know what he was doing. He wasn't even an eighteen year old freshman. 
No, he was he grown. Was in, he was grown, grown in, in medical, medical school. school. Uh, and served served in the military. So representing us in the military, um, and now in government. And refusing to resign or step down. That's the crazy part to me. Refusing to step down. So there, there are so many things that go along with this story. I don't mind keeping you guys updated on what ends up happening, but I'm just disgusted and I wanted to bring it up because I want you guys to care. I want you to care. I want you to care that people are out here teaching their children the same racist views that their grandparents and parents taught them. And then your children have to grow up and go to school with them Mm -hmm. and deal with that. Or pretend, even worse, pretend that it doesn't exist. Um, Or code switch to the point that they forget that they should even be offended by it. Exactly. Because that happens too. Right. Laughing it off. Laughing it off, especially when, you know... We get in our, we get in that mode where you know we want to send our kids to private school because it's better, and then you upend them out of a familiar environment, and this is where they are, right. and this is how they're treated. Mm-hmm. So they either walk around offended every day and fighting, or they pretend like it doesn't bother them until it doesn't. Yes. So because to, because that's the that's the level of normalcy you create for them sometimes. Yes, and so you you have to be hyper vigilant about educating them about themselves right and i'm not saying that it's easy because it's not like that's a constant thing but i also believe that isn't that part of the duty of being a parent yeah like it's when you're when you're charged with being a parent you've been gifted this opportunity to rear another whole human being if, and helping them, because not totally forming, because you got to let go at some point, but helping them become someone who can defend others and themselves and their culture and live a good life mm-hmm. and be a good world citizen. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't even know what to do with this sometimes. Like, it's so frustrating. No, because it's blatant. And it's embedded. Racism that is taught... And they say it's a part of their hair, their southern heritage. Right. So I, I mean, I don't know. I don't either. But maybe <laughs> you guys do. I, this is one time where here on at the Culture Shock podcast, I'm just, I'm really at a loss for words. I have a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of feelings behind it. I know, you know, racism is something that we talk about all the time on this show. How to deal with certain scenarios, but this is extremely frustrating. And if you guys have any input on, you know, what should be done, what could be done, or where we go from here, I would love to hear it. Mm-hmm. Anywho, on to lighter things. What is something that inspired you this week, B? What inspired me this week? I think I had something, but then I forgot. <laughs> it didn't inspire you very much then. No, not too much inspired me. Um, Anything that made you laugh? Yes. There's some. Uh, there's a few things that made me laugh. Okay. So, um, one thing that made me <laughs> that made me laugh was so. If you guys don't follow me, I had a tweet that went viral this week. Ended up on the shade room. Mm-hmm. And I ain't know that girl. You should have texted me the screenshot. It was about this Lori Harvey and her day and stuff. But anyway, it was what's funny is some guy with like forty or fifty thousand followers basically took my tweet 
and just slapped his name on it and retweeted it. I said, and so you know me. Really? I went and screenshotted both of them, uh, put them side by side, and then tweeted and added him and said, at me, bro. Right. All you had to do was at me, bro. <laughs> right. Like, really, niggas out here he stealing respond- tweets? Oh, yes. Yes. All the time. He, but the thing is, he used my tweet and said that granny told me this. Yo, granny didn't say period with a T. You are lying. No, he did yes, not. Yes, he did. And so then he responded back and was like, I'm sorry. It didn't have a name on the top. How did it have a name on the top? How? You took it from me, bro. Bye. Then so why did you say granny told me this then if it didn't ha- if you just took it from somebody but it didn't have a name on it that is kind of funny it was funny it was hilarious <laughs> and it, it was hilarious that I actually said something to him about it right because don't be passing my stuff off on your followers like you got all this insight I'm the insight you don't need to be insightful <laughs> I like that one <laughs> <laughs> I would have just uh, tweeted him and been like uh uh-uh. uh that just would have been it uh uh-uh. uh you know what I should have said <laughs> what. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be stealing tweets. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> so I that like was what it. Was funny. That was that was funny. Also, Chris Brown calling Offset Pootie Tang. Now that I cannot unsee it. Now I that was funny. When I tell you, I hollered. <laughs> I screamed. Pootie Tang. Somebody sent it to me, and I, I um texted them back. I was like, "Why the tie?" Side, I tell you, my baby. Listen, that was funny. I don't care what nobody say. I was cracking up. I can't unsee it. He actually did look like Pootie Tang in that picture. And he do dress like he from the 1970s. He does. It was funny, and I laughed. So that Ooh, was that was what good. gave me some funnies this week. What about you? I like it. Thanks for sharing. I actually had an inspiration. Um, shout out to Venus Clapbacks, another um, female-led podcast, women-led podcast. And uh, I was inspired just in thought by this post it said hood black girls deserve respect suburban black girls deserve respect quiet black girls deserve respect loud black girls deserve respect all black girls deserve respect and when i read it it's so funny because the day before i was just thinking about like how i feel i think i walk with an air of confidence no matter what like even if i'm having like a bad hair day or whatever it is what it is. I don't look the same every day. It's all good. I'm still pretty and I'm smart and I'm kind. And um, so I'm a good person. So that's all that matters to me. But I notice that men give me different levels of respect based on what my hair looks like or like how I'm dressed on a particular day. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that, And I read, I had that thought one day and the very next day I read this and I was just like, I wonder if they know or notice how stupid they look when they're being kind to one woman and not kind to another one in the same vicinity when they either do know both of them or don't know both of the either of the women. Like, right. it's so weird. So, just inspired by that. Um, thought about reposting it, and I probably will at some point. But it's true. Like, it does not matter if she wears a short skirt or a burka. She deserves your respect. If she, you know likes hood music or Bach or both, she deserves your respect. Just always, always. Always. Um, so do you have a good word for the good people? Yeah, um my my good word is funny too. Okay. So it goes back to this Lori Harvey situation. So um basically all the women were on board with what I said. I basically said you're 
single until you're until you're married. Like while you're dating, you're single, so That's you can date whoever you want. Um, and so all the guys, I mean, like I had to eventually mute my mentions because the guys were just like calling me a bird and telling me I was gonna be single for the rest of my life. Like just so mad. And so it made me think about a saying. You know why that is, right? Yeah, because you don't want nobody to pull a you on you. That's right. And that leads me to my good word. So one of my dear friends and I always say this saying. And I don't know if she told me that if, if I got it from her or if somebody older said it. But I asked my mama and she heard it. And she had no clue what I was talking about. But she laughed at it. But every time we talk about like relationships or like when the tables turn... We always say it ain't no fun when a rabbit got the gun. Oh yeah, I've definitely I didn't hear that until I was working <laughs> around a bunch of men at like uh FedEx or something like that. And a man used to say that to me all the time. Yeah. I get it now. And, and, and I do, it's true. That's exactly what I thought about when the men were like upset with me because I'm like, uh-huh. No, oh, so you big man. Ain't no fun when, when the, the rabbit, rabbit got, got the gun. gun. So yes, that, that is so true. That is my good word. That and if for those of you who need a translation, I know you've heard this one. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Yes. Okay, that, similar similar concept. Yes. So, I, you know, I always think about that. You know, people get mad and upset, you know, when I pull a you on you. <laughs> I'm upset. Now, no one, disrespect. Hey. <laughs> now, listen. Don't, I like it. Yeah, so, I like it. But, but we always say that. But you're not going to be single. You single because you want to be single. But when you're ready to get wifed up, it's going to happen. So, just... Forget all those. As a matter of fact, I want to list the names. Who said that to you? Who said what? Who who at you in your mentions talking about you going to be single and calling you a bird? I don't know because I blocked it. Okay, because I don't like it. And I, I don't like I, it. I tweeted back and said, oh, will I? <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, like the mama on Friday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name from... um? We're brothers. We're happy. And Maria Horsford. Yes, that's something her. Like that. mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly how I looked. I looked at my phone. Right. Okay. <laughs> I like you, her. If you say so. Right. Yeah, but it was a couple of guys on there. And it was even a girl who said I was a bird. Yeah, that's cute. When I went to Avatar, I said, oh, she's, she needs prayer. Right. I ain't even going. I'm just going to block her for a good minute. I ain't even going to Oh, sweetie. <laughs> yes. Just I like terrible, it. Terrible faced. Anyway, what what is your good word for the good people of the Culture Shock Podcast Congregation Incorporated? <laughs> and you said I was churchy on the last episode. If all hearts and minds are clear. You know, that's funny because several people were walking up to me saying that, like, since the last episode. Listen. Laughing at that part. I'll, listen, I just said this a couple of days ago or maybe a week or so ago. That is what I feel is wrong with R&B music. It's because these kids have, did not grow up in the church. When you listen to good R&B music, it is churchy. I'm just, I'm literally staring off in the space trying to think of like a couple R&B songs that I think are. Churchy? Yeah, you got a point, yo. Remember back in the day, do you remember back in the day when everybody, I don't care what your album was about, everybody's last song was a, a, gospel a, song. a gospel song like an homage to God like Just, even like 112 like all the albums had a thank you lord song on it because they churchy like the, the R&B, R&B, they did that for their grandma good R&B is churchy 
Listen at Jodeci. KC is churchy. Ooh, yeah. That's, Ooh, yeah. Church. That's church. Um, Fantasia. Oh, yeah. Anthony Hamilton. Um, who else? SWV, the Harmony, Escape, the Harmony. Everybody. Destiny Child. Everybody. Good R&B. Tony Braxton. It's churchy. Luther Vandross. Marvin Gaye. Right. Stevie Wonder. All the people. Churchy. Listen, I was riding in my car. I was listening to Cheers... Cheers to you by player. Mm-hmm. And I almost threw my phone on the ground because that's how church of them ad-libs was. I was finished out in my car. You know what? They don't make music like that no more because they wasn't raised in the church house. <laughs> and I'm going to get off my soapbox and you go on and tell us what the good word is. What is my good word? Well, my good word is really, really short. And it was based off of a conversation that I had with a friend not too long ago, like very, very, very recent. And it is just three words. And I really want y'all to take them to heart. I you ready? You. Is it I love you? No. Oh, but I do. Oh. These three words. These three words. Okay. Um, Sweet and simple. <laughs> now, you know you can't sing no song with the human jukebox over here. <laughs> so, listen carefully. No matter what, do not despair. Ooh. Period. That came out of the Bible. You cheated. I did not cheat. That came out of the Bible. Everything came out of the Bible. Like, everything. You can link everything to the Bible. That came out of Christian Corinthians. It did. You got that out of It came out of where? (laughs) (laughs) What? First cushion correct. Oh my god. Okay, so I, out, I'm just telling you that y'all what don't forget to tell a friend about the culture shop podcast. We really appreciate you rocking with us. I saw what you did on that last episode. I appreciate y'all. You sent it to your friends and your mamas and your grandmas and had them listening too. We saw that. We saw y'all, we you. We love you. Thank you so much. See, churchy. What? Winnie and Lane. Uh-huh. I ain't never lied. I know I'm churchy. <laughs> and God love me for it too. Mm-hmm. He gonna take me right on up into the upper room. He sure is. <laughs> when that when that glorious day comes, the upper room. I will be with my Lord King Jesus. Okay, <laughs> listen. Don't get me to preaching up in this place. We won't. Okay, on social media, <laughs> IG, Twitter, and otherwise. You know, you can find the Culture Shock Podcast on SoundCloud, Google, Stitcher. And everywhere else you listen to podcasts, wherever you're listening to it right now, make sure you copy it and send it to a friend. We appreciate it. And make sure you follow us on SoundCloud. We'd love to, like, check out your profiles and things like that and and see how you respond to us. Um, You can email us if you got questions or you got comments about the show at blackcultureshockpodcast at gmail.com. Any last words, B? Say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. Right. It's February. Hey, I'm okay. a girl named Tiffany. And I'm Courtney B. Until next week, we, we out. out. <laughs>